I'm your host, Lisa DeLay, and this is Spark My Muse. You are listening to Soul School, Lesson 185, Power Adjacent and Uncorrupted, in conversation with Benjamin Young. I'm going to do something a little unusual for Soul School. I'm going to let you in on a conversation I had on social media with a friend of mine, Benjamin. On March 18th, Benjamin posed a question that I thought was very interesting, and he said, what do you think of the story of Daniel, Old Testament, Daniel, the prophet, and the wise man of Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar? He said, how do you see elements and themes of that story in the life and world around you today? And I thought that was a great question, and I responded, Daniel is one of the only men in the Bible that seems to be steady and faithful to God without compromise. He's directly involved with politics and power and is not corrupted in the world and not of it or polluted by its poisons. I want to be like that in my bitty sphere of influence. And then Ben replied, a few things you mentioned stand out to me. Compromise, politics and power, corrupted, polluted, of the world, and poisons. What might these ideas and images look like today, and what do you think it means to be uncompromised through adjacent to power? Now, what Benjamin did right there is what a spiritual companion does. In these back-and-forth conversations we have with our spiritual friends, we have conversations that bring us into a deeper understanding of ourselves and our world and our ways of being and acting in the world. We can have normal conversations about Marvel or how our mailman was late that day. But what's so interesting and beneficial about these kinds of conversations and the questions that Benjamin asked me in dialogue, in conversation, was that he forced me to think more deeply about my response and also consider personally and more deeply what I said could change my life right now. So let it be said that online relationships are real. They can bring us into greater maturity and make us better people. And I am very thankful that Benjamin Young is in my life and an online Twitter friend and a real friend. I decided that I didn't want to just type back a quick answer. I wanted to think about it. And I thought about this question and its implications for a few days. I read the book of Daniel. I wanted to familiarize myself with that book again. It had been a long time since I read big chunks of it. And I wanted to understand who is this character we see revealed in the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. It's a portion of Jewish history where the Babylonian Empire came into Jerusalem, sacked it, brought it to ruin, took captives, and for about 70 years, the people of Israel were captured there very far away from their homeland in Babylon. But Daniel was someone who came up through the ranks as a wise man. He was trained in all of the ways of the literature, history, the mythology of Babylon, the laws and the ways, became a very wise man and a counselor. The king relied on Daniel to solve problems no one else could, to interpret dreams he didn't even describe to Daniel. And what we see is a faithfulness in this man that is basically unparalleled. There are other righteous people in the Bible, but most of them seem to have their times of real 
disappointment, sin, and folly. Now, my response to this is not definitive. It's not even a thorough response. It's just one of several responses I could give. And if I thought this through even a couple more days, I bet I could give different responses that would also be true. But first, I think it's important to talk about what made Daniel unparalleled among his peers, too, but certainly among the Babylonians. It was his devotion to God that set him apart. The book of Daniel demonstrates numerous times, in numerous ways, how centered Daniel's life was in prayer and devotion to God. He even gets sentenced to death for this devotion, capital punishment. He survives this. This was the Daniel in the lion's den story. A lot of us have heard, even as children growing up, he was thrown into a lion's den. God shut the mouths of the lions and he was spared. And then then those people who were plotting against him to get him killed, they were thrown in there instead and they were eaten even before they hit the ground. Related to this is his ability to understand visions, dreams, riddles, difficult problems. This gift he directly credits to God. Upon understanding a dream, I find his prayer of praise that begins in Daniel 2.20 to be so revealing of his character and his personality also. He said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, God, of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. So he's just incredibly humble. He doesn't take any credit for this discernment, this wisdom, these special understandings that no one else can figure out. Daniel is a man of abiding trust who gets out of his own way with God's help. He doesn't let his ego or his ambition cloud his thoughts or his work for the king. He helps a series of kings and a series of empires with his wisdom, and he's greatly rewarded with authority and even material wealth. But this doesn't change anything about how he interacts in the world and his devotion to God. The soil of his heart doesn't get weeds and thorns growing up there. He continues to pray three times a day facing the east, facing his homeland, where he hopes to go back to, the land of his fathers and mothers. With his added influence, he finds places for his gifted friends to work in the kingdom and govern so that all of their people can directly benefit and are blessed. And of course, the Babylonians are blessed by this oversight too. Daniel has integrity. He is also at one point the third most powerful in the entire kingdom, and this would be the superpower at the time. After the king and the prince, he is in charge, and he's not a yes man where you might think he would be because he could be convicted to die if he displeased the king. He confronts power when it's important to do so. Daniel is virtuous and calls others to the same high standard when power has corrupted them. He's very polite when he does so, but he doesn't ever stand down. The kings and the princes around him always seem to become corrupted, but Daniel stays steady and faithful. In Daniel 4.27 is an example of what he says to the king. 
Therefore, Your Majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be then that your prosperity will continue. And he ties in to prosperity, helping the oppressed. And this is the heart of God. He doesn't sugarcoat it to the king. He tells it like it is. It's wicked to not be kind to the oppressed. It's a sin you must renounce, and you have to change your ways. So, of course, how does this relate today? How does it relate to me and my world and our world? Well, in my opinion, we all have spheres of influence. I do. Some of us are directly in power or places of influence, and others of us are adjacent to it or part of a dominant culture that comes with, unfortunately, disparate privileges and therefore responsibilities. How will we use our influence? How will I use mine? Will we share the spotlight or grab it only for our benefit and for our agenda? Will we lift up and amplify the work and the teachings and the gifts of others so that more people benefit? Will we create pressure where we can to encourage and produce changes that make people and situations those of goodwill, virtue, and equality so that there is kindness for the oppressed? I think all these things are possible. What I do as a weekly broadcaster or teacher, social media participator, or parent or spouse, or however I'm a leader of sorts, unofficially, unelected, and that sort of thing, those are ways I can be an influence. But so can you. And allowing God to help us get out of our own way like Daniel did can prevent us from being corrupted or poisoned or compromised or polluted by power or politics or just personal ambition. But really, it takes humility. And Daniel had that. Daniel maintained that. The big surprise isn't that he had humility, because we all have that from time to time, especially when we screw up and we realize how frail and full of mistakes we can be. But Daniel maintained humility for decade upon decade. And I think he maintained it by having a life truly dependent on God each day. Three times a day, he stopped everything he did. He went to his window, looking towards the east, and he prayed to God. Wouldn't my life be different if I stopped everything I was doing and went to the window for 20 minutes or however long and prayed three times a day? Would your life be different too? Daniel was devoted to regular ego tamping and intimate prayer and made God the center of his world. And it showed. He made God's nature, God's goodness, the virtues of a holy and good God, the center and the orientation of his inner life. And this manifested in his outer life. I think that's possible for all of us, but it's not possible by accident. It has to be something that we practice every day and we get in the habit of doing and not to show other people that we're doing it. This is a private thing between us and God, that God works on us little by little and helps us transcend our selfish ego and helps us realize that we are dependent, truly dependent on God. We're not just frail, but we are full of self-delusions. We are best used by God when we're humble and willing to learn. And we can take responsibility for what we do and how we are in the world. I thank you, Benjamin, for being my friend. 
for bringing up these important things to think about and talk about. I treasure our conversations back and forth, and I thank you for pastoring me and others online by digging in and asking questions. You don't have to do it. It takes extra time. But as these conversations, whether we have them online or whether we have them in person, and I hope we can have more of them in person soon as we get vaccinated and get herd immunity and we can go to coffee shops again and talk in these ways with each other as spiritual friends, helping each other nurture our inner lives and understand the territory within our inner worlds. That's something that's very close to my heart, which is why I wrote my book, The Wild Land Within, which is coming out in only two weeks on April 6, 2021. You can pre-order it now, and it discusses all these types of things about how we get our inner world right so that the actions of our outer world and our lives and interactions with each other are the kind that are like Daniel's, the kind that are steady and faithful and devoted to God and to the betterment of other people in the world in general. If you go to the short link tiny.cc forward slash wildland, it'll take you right to an ordering page. But I also recommend that you don't do it alone, that you find a companion, a friend, a small group of people to take a journey to this landscape within with someone else, with someone else that cares about this journey and what becomes of you. Of course, you can reach out to me as you read the book as well, but I hope that you will take the time to seriously consider the kind of person you want to be in the world. We all have foibles and frailties and issues. We could all stand improvement. And this is one of those ways to do that. It's one of those ways to deal with unresolved pain and hurt and wounds that keep us from growing. And I hope that the book will be a blessing to you. And I hope you have somebody like Benjamin Young in your life that will ask you good questions. And if you don't, I hope you will be somebody like Benjamin Young who can create dialogue and ask good questions. Thank you so much for listening. I invite you to go to patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse to get show notes and join me next week for another episode. May peace and blessing be yours. 